I'm Amelia. And I'm Sophie. And welcome to So Ma, So Good, a Fruits Basket reboot podcast. Here, uh, we're on one of our last episodes talking about the second season of Fruits Basket. We try and keep it spoiler-free, but when we slip up, we put it in the episode description. So check for timestamps and content warnings. Without further ado, let's get into this. Um, yeah, season post-mortem episode. Yeah. So... Season two is over. We have seen all the episodes. It exists as a whole season of television. And throughout this whole watching experience, we would watch these episodes usually a couple times and take notes. And sometimes our notes were funny because <laughs> we are um, pretty great comedians. I mean, everyone wants a piece of us. Um, <laughs> I mean, we are basically the hot new podcasting sensation. Everyone yeah. just loves to listen to our weird podcast about Fruits Basket, just for our personality. They don't even know what Fruits Basket is. Uh, we're just that alluring. Yeah. We're sexy. Everyone wants <laughs> us. Um, anyway, so I started this off with a weird energy. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's do some notes highlights. Um... So, what Amelia is trying through. to say is that these are our funniest notes that I, you didn't like introduce it. These are our, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was just saying shit. Right. Um, we highlighted our, our funniest notes that we took throughout the season. Yes. I would like to start off with one from episode two, and the note is Hana is gay. Thank you. That's the note. Thank you. To start us off um, on the right In a right similar foot. thread, I have episode 13, uh, and this was Kyo speaking. I see you're still a big fuck-off dyke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe this was because Uwo was screaming at him for being tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like looking at my notes here. What else is good? Here's a good one from 2-5. These are also, I feel like these are very funny, like, without context, so I'm just not going to give any context. In all, all right. caps, I wrote, he eats chicken. Ah. <laughs> 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 okay. There was a whole debacle when that episode came out where people were like, he's eating duck. Um, But in the English dub, it's chicken, so... Make that's for you to decide. Uh, I did take a note when Rin ate Jello that like Japanese Jello is made from agar agar. I think I talked about that in the episode. But yeah, uh, here's a fun note from episode fourteen: semi non-sexual thruple. <laughs> that could apply to so many trios. It really could. Because it could it also really be the Mabadachi trio. Could be the Mabadachi, yeah. It could honestly be the the ce the central trio. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but um, I think what you were referring to was the Chaos trio. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, I have a good one from episode 16. Toru's worst quality, her wiggles. I have one from episode 16 as well that's in all caps. Why Toru jerk like that? 
Why did she jerk like that? Why did she jerk like that? That was like a I'm total not... Griffin McElroy impression. I didn't do it on purpose, but uh, you can... I won't be... <laughs> I won't be ranking my worst moments of the season, but if I did, that would definitely be one of them. Yeah. Truly awful. Uh, that was Horrible. bad. Uh, the thing with Rin... All of the weird, like... The thing with Rin was bad. The sexy titty shot with Rin... Oh, the sexy titty shot. Did not, not care good. for that. No. It was otherwise such a good scene, and then they made me look at a teenager's tits. And I was like, why? I was uh, going to say another weird one was the close-up of Rin and Haru kissing. Oh, that was Did bad. not enjoy that. <laughs> Didn't care for that at all. Yeah. Um, I had... Episode 17, Kyo wants to be a grouchy old man so his appearance can match his personality. <laughs> uh, here's one. I think this was like the first note I took from this episode. It was 2.20. The thing he yearned for. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 I have, um... Jeez, what episode was this? Is this still 16? I don't know. I think this might have been. But I have uncomfortable message, feminism-wise. <laughs> could be a lot of things in Fruits Basket. It really could be. Oh, speaking of mommy issues, my very first note for episode 19 was hitting in the ground running with the mommy issues, I see. <laughs> Um, I have I have two good notes from that episode, and they're two back-to-back. The first one is, Kimmy is the only character. And the next one is, just kidding, Kakeru is the only character. Yeah, they are. In episode 20, because it's really... Takaya really kind of goes in on this in the second half of this season, which is mommy issues. Takaya really said daddy issues will fuck you up, but mommy issues will make you insane. <laughs> She really, that's the point of Fruits Basket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also have for that very same episode. Oh, to be triggered in a closet and then seek comfort from your quote-unquote bro. Oh, man. I have a really similar note from a different episode, but all it says is the triggering. <laughs> I think it's about Rin. <laughs> yeah. These characters be getting triggered because they all yeah, they really have do PTSD. Be. Yeah. Oh, in episode 23, I have Men Die Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? Do you know? Oh, I know. It was um, with all the creepy men staring at baby Kisa. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I have one from that episode, too, and it's, it's in quotes. Uh, a quote from the episode. I don't want laughs. That one helped me advance the story. Me watching this episode. <laughs> Yeah. It was Cinderella-ish. Um, I have, ahahaha, goes for the neck. <laughs> um, Is that my last funny note? Oh, well, I think, I imagine our last note of the entire season was this, was similar, because mine was just titties in all caps. Oh. Yeah, mine was also titties in all caps. Yep. <laughs> um, well, 
here was a fun look into our process in the making of So Moss So Good. What happens behind the scenes? Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that was something. Was it as funny as I hoped? Maybe not. Maybe so, but hey. Hey, we killed eight minutes. We killed eight minutes, baby. Um, <laughs> now we're going to rank the episodes. Yeah. So, uh, we made let's a fucking the... Google Sheets. Let's pull this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, should we start worst work, start at our least favorite, and work our way up? Yes. That sounds like a yeah. plan. I'm going to write these down also. All right. Or maybe I'll just write them down on a piece of paper so that I don't get um, my extreme, extremely aggressive typing. <laughs> I say we should come to a consensus, like the official Soma So Good uh, co-signed Fruits Basket Season 2 episode ranking. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Um, Real paper. Okay. My knee-jerk reaction for the worst episode is 212. Um, um, but is it, but am I just being salty? Is this no, is that our was, worst one? That was my that was my knee jerk, but we also so let's see like contenders for episodes I thought were bad were of course two twelve the Mayu Hatori episode didn't care for that shit. Um, mm-hmm. Also, episode one was really boring. Yeah. Um and uh, what was the Kareno Uo ep? Um, oh, it's two five. It is two five. All right, two five. That's, I'd say, a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, 2-5 has, 2-5 has, um, the haunted house going for it, which was really mm. fun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, So I then... feel like it's, it's, because the other, the only other one I can think of that I didn't love was the one with Momiji and Momo, but it, it's like, I just kind of thought it was boring. yeah. I'd say Mayu Hitori gets to be number 25 on the list. Yeah. Because we both just didn't like that. There was someone on our Twitter who brought up some pretty cogent points about it, um, arguing with our analysis and how, like... Because we were saying about how um, Mayu, like, flying into hysterics on the bridge felt like there wasn't a lot of buildup, and it was hard to understand her motivations and what led up to that actions. And they kind of, like, brought up that she's been, you know, involved in this situation for a really long time, and she kind of hits, like, a breaking point, which makes sense. I still didn't enjoy the episode, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. That person did bring up a good point. Um, but yeah. I just... It's just, just something about, like, Mayatori that I just really don't like. It just... It's not my least favorite ship. No. Technically. But it's my least favorite ship that isn't pedophilia. So, yeah. like... <laughs> um, the bar is subterranean. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, so, no, I just, like, didn't enjoy watching that episode very much, and then when the dub came out, I didn't really enjoy it either. Yeah. But then I think we can say 24 is 2-1, the first episode of the season. 
Yeah, that was boring and just like a weak way to start the season. Yeah, I remember being very disappointed that that was the opener of the season. Yeah. I just don't like Motoko. Yeah, no, she does not compel me. She is neither funny nor particularly sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Um, She has basically nothing going for her. (laughs) She has no redeeming qualities. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... She's, like, she's not even hot. (laughs) No. Um, and then... See, what was the... 2-5. Is that what you're thinking of? 2-5. But uh, should 2-5 rank that low if we liked Haunted House? Was that Haunted House? Haunted House was good. It had some really good shenanigans. Yeah. Um, what was the one with Momiji and his sister? Oh, yeah. That you were talking about that you thought was boring. It is... 216. Let's see. How do I feel about this? Yeah, that one was... That one was not... Great. That one also has the crime of Toru's Wiggles. That is Toru's Wiggles, yes. It wasn't that fun, and so I think because it has Toru's Wiggles and Koreno bullshit, because she's there because of Koreno. Mm-hmm. And even though the concentrated evil of the lunch date is pretty fucking horrible, I, th- I think it's really close, because the, the, the lunch date was wretched, right? Yeah. It was kind of funny to watch the, like, random waiters be like, what the fuck is happening? Because, um, like, that really is the experience, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the haunted house was better than anything in... Uh, the momiji momo episode so i think yeah yeah i think i agree because i feel like like at least two five was more dynamic and that there was like more going on but in 216 it's just toru at the estate yeah all right so 216 all right i feel like this the middle part is gonna be hard i think yeah this is gonna Let's see. What was an episode that was fine? Should we put 2-5? Oh. Yeah, let's do 2-5 for um, the concentrated yeah. evil of the fucking... Because that is... we Uo and Kareno suck, and it's a presence throughout a lot of the season, but that is the origin of... That is the worst of it, is having mm-hmm. to watch them go on that horrid date. So awkward. Yeah. Now this is going to be, yeah, kind of the rough part of what is. Because it was, like, a pretty strong. This was, like, honestly, like, I loved this season. Like, it was a really good time. So, like, now it's, like, okay. Would it be, hmm. Should we do our top? We have one, two, three, four. Should we do our bottom five and our top five and then fill in the middle? Or should we go in order backwards? That would probably be easier, yeah. So we can start trying to do the top. Um, well, we still we only have four. So do you want to oh. do our bottom five? Yeah, let's let's knock out. I feel like huh, I feel like I'm like kind of leaning towards the second episode. It wasn't like bad. I just think it wasn't super memorable. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty fair. The main thing I remember about it is the wall stain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for context, the, the second episode is, yeah, Toru goes to, Toru and Kyo go to Cosmos to have lunch, and then Cosmo talks to Biodad, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. The Biodad with the weird fucking records. So weird. Yeah. Okay. Guess two that five. gets banished. I mean, 2-2, two, two, I mean. Okay. Yeah. 2-2. Two, two. All right. Oh, I feel like ranking the t- our favorite episodes is going to be harder, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, should we start? Uh, let's let's go. Do you want to start from number one favorite, or do you want to go from five up? Um, I think it's probably easier to start at favorite and then work down. We're, kind, okay. we're closing in on the middle. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think my favorite episode was also the episode that wrecked me for, a f- like, several days. 21. Which is, which is, like, the Yuki backstory episode. So, 21, yeah. Yeah. I have to think, because I'm, like, I'm split between 21 or one of the Beach House episodes. Mm. Let's see. For a while, my favorite episode was 2-7, but I actually like 2-8 better now. But I also really like 2-10. Ugh! <laughs> yeah. Beach House is, like, the thing about Beach House is that it's, like, hard to rank. Like, Beach House is, like, um... It's one, like, fucking five episodes, and they're all killer and kind of, and, like, pretty connected to each other. Yeah. But, let's see. I don't know. Actually, though, now that I'm thinking about it, like, if I'm thinking about, like, not just, like, what I personally liked, but, like, the art and the direction and the structure of the episode as a whole, now I feel like I'm agreeing with you that 221 should be number one. It's just, like, it was... It was so brutal. It was so brutal. And, like, none of the episodes, like... Like, I just remember, like, leaving, recording that, and being, like, fucking exhausted, which was, like, I mean, obviously you don't always want that out of something, but as sort of, like, finally going into, like, Yuki at, like, like, the most honest and most explicit thing, like, I think doing that was, like, really effective, and it definitely... Also, it was, like, the Beach House episodes were, like, great, and Beach House is, like, yeah, like, one of the best parts of Fruits Basket, undoubtedly. But it's also, like, fucking batshit. <laughs> and it <then a> <laughs> happens, and it's, like, a yeah. little, like, hard to process. And it is also, with Beach House, like, it is a lot of, like, setting up characters and, like, plot lines to start for the rest of the series. Whereas, like, yeah, 210 is, or 221 is a good, like... Yeah. It's, like, kind of satisfying to, like, get a backstory for Yuki finally yeah. so far in. Yeah. Like, I'd say Beach House is, like, kind of the turning point in Fruits Basket as a whole for, like, the entire yeah. story. Like, not uh-huh. necessarily just for this season, but it's, like, they introduce you to everyone season one, so you get a lot of those, like, meet this Zodiac, and Tori's gonna give them an inspirational speech, and now Tori's their friend! And that's, like, was a lot of the episodes in season one. Um, and then Beach House is kind of where it's like, okay, everyone's here now. Um, 
and now but where are they going and i think beach Mm -hmm. house is less about like any destinations and more just pointing a bunch of characters in directions which it does really effectively yeah and also the kyoru slaps and has true iconic momiji moments uh speaking as uh, a rabbit stan (laughs) (laughs) our resident momiji stan yeah but okay yeah i I, i'm giving top to 21 yeah let's do 21 it was like i yeah visually i think like maybe the most beautiful episode of the season yeah structurally it was like structured really well um honestly there wasn't like a single moment in that episode that i had a problem with no which is like a lot to say considering how many problems we have with fruits basket we love fruits basket so much and every week we sit down and we bitch about it for an hour (laughs) um okay so 221 for how emotionally compelling it was, how visually beautiful it was, how well-directed it was. The voice acting was amazing. Very satisfying to get a main character's backstory. Um, number one. Yeah. Woo! Also, my two favorite chapters, so... Yeah. All right. Now to pick number two, which I imagine we're gonna yeah. have to pick one from Beach House. Yeah. <laughs> but which um, one? But which one? Oh. There's so much That's here. hard. Um, like, honestly, I liked how, like, I don't know if nine is my favorite, but I did really like, like, the nine-minute scene we got in it, where it's mm-hmm. like, we, I feel like in, like, this season, because it adapts so much story, uh, Sophie mentioned... At least, I don't know if we've mentioned it in recording, but Sophie's mentioned it to me, that, like, this season adapted, like, twice as many chapters or something as last season. So it's, like, you get a lot of scenes in every episode and a lot happens, Um, which I feel like works, but it is, like, a lot. But I liked 2-9, and I liked how we just had this, like, really long, excruciating scene with... uh, Kyo and Akisho. This is making me seem like a glutton for pain. Uh, the way I'm ranking these, I'm like, we wow, are gluttons this... for pain. We we love fruits basket. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if, but it's like, I I agree with you about like, cause like I think two nine was a really good episode, but I feel like I don't know, like the way that their conversation was structured, like it kind of like. I'm having, like, a hard time explaining this. I don't know why Akito called Kyo to the beach house, and I don't know, like, what the point of the conversation was other than for the audience to, like, get um, the information that Kyo loves Toru. And so for me, like, that's the reason, like, I wouldn't rank it number two. It was because Akito realized that that Toru wasn't alone. It's because Akito showed up made everyone come hang out with them and was like, haha, Toru's suffering alone. And then they were like, uh, no, she's hanging out with Kyo. And they were like, what? Um, and that's why they called Kyo over because they wanted to isolate Toru. Ah. Got it. Yeah. That was the reasoning. At least uh, that was Akito's motivations. Uh, and then I guess... It was less about Kyo and more about Toru, but then Kyo was just, like, there, and they're like, well, time to terrorize this teenager. Uh, 
Yeah. Although it did have one of my favorite scenes in the show in it between Yuki and Kyo, like right before. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good scene. Um, I also like the the. I'm leaning towards two, two eight. <laughs> okay, two eight. Give me your pitch. Um, because we get Rin introduction, who's the last animal we see. Um. And we get like good like they set up like Teru and Akito like as each other's foils in that episode. Um. And we get to see Akito and Kureno interacting. Uh, what else? Oh, and we have, like, um, that really good Yuki and Toru moment where uh, she's like, I'll wait for you, because she... I'll wait for you, and Yuki is like, nice, she loves me. Um, I think it had, like, a, I think I like to eight because it had a variety of different scenes, but it didn't feel like there were too many scenes. And yeah. there was, like, a good core to the episode about, like, what love means to, like, all of the characters. It also has Hermit Crab Son. It does also have Hermit Crab Son. <laughs> Another good character. Uh, icon. An icon. An icon. <laughs> yeah. You. That. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give that to you. Yeah. Should we do two eight as two and two nine as three? Sure. I I don't even know if two nine. It's just like when I was looking at Beach House, it was like what? Because it's like the issue was like a lot of the episodes blend together for me. So it's like yeah. The reason I talked about two nine is it's the one that feels the most distinct from the rest of them. Everything else is just like it feels like one big long episode where just like everything is hitting the fan. But yes, agree that like two nine was definitely like the most distinct out of all of them. Yeah, I don't know if it's the best. It's just the one that's the most distinct. Um, <laughs> yeah, but let's see. Two ten, I really like, and two ten has one of my favorite lines in the se- or I think it's like, I really really like the like I want to protect the path they walk on as like the last uh, line of that arc, and I think it sets up like because that's like okay, Beach House is setting up all of these characters and pointing them in directions. And that is very much, like, I think, getting down to Toru's core ethos and, like, her finally, like, deciding on her, like, direction as a character. And I think it encapsulates it really well. And so I really liked, I really liked how they wrapped that up with her. I also, um... Oh, and that's, like, the Momiji-Toru-Akito confrontation, which is, like, insane, and that's one of my favorite moments in the whole series. Yeah, and I it's, think also, t- it's also the Shigure and Akito fight where Kureno interrupts them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 210 beats out. Uh, 210's really good. Fuck, that one's so good. Should we do 210 as number two? I think I might, I might do 210 as number two, just because yeah, it has, let's do- like... I agree. Yes. Like, 210, like, also has a good, like, variety of scenes. But actually, it's really not that many scenes, but it, like, moves really well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, let's do 210 as number two. <laughs> Beach House is just so freaking good. But you're right that it very much, like, runs together because they're, like, in the same setting. Yeah. And it is just a lot of, like, setting up what the plot of Fruits Basket actually is. Yeah. Oh, these are hard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the top was going to be harder than the um, the, the bottom. bottom. The bottom was <laughs> yeah. easier because it was just like, 
the episodes that were like sucked to watch stuck out because it was like I remember I would turn it on and I'd be like, oh, this was bad. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, 210 made me feel crazy. That's gonna be number yeah, two. Yeah. And then, what was it? 28 that you liked? Yeah. 28. That's number three. Yeah. Yeah. Is and then, sh- here's the question. Sorry, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna be like, man, are we just gonna slap all of Beach House down under it and then keep going down? Well, that, well that's what I was gonna say, like... Like, should we keep doing Beach House? Because, like, there were other episodes, like, oh, but you know what, like, should totally be in the top five is 25. Yeah. Because 25 was fucking amazing. Yeah. Should we do it as number four? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let me, wait, let me think. Like, 25, 25 slapped. Yeah. 25 just had, like, a lot of really strong scenes and also, like, the two craziest reveals in Fruits Basket. Yeah. I'd almost put 25 as 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So 25 is 3. 2, 8 is 4. Number 5. I want to look at this list as a whole and before we start picking. Because I'm also thinking about, like, the Rin episodes and how good they were. Yeah. But maybe they did belong in the top 10. Hmm. 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 <laughs> oh, parent-teacher conference. I know. I would definitely put parent-teacher conference above, like, the first episode of Beach House, for sure. Yeah. But now, you know what episode I'm also thinking of? But I don't know if this belongs in the top five, but definitely the top ten, I think, is the, the Kyoto Nara trip. Yeah, that one was so... I think that's definitely, like, my favorite, like, wholesome ep. Yeah. Wait, so we have number one, Yuki backstory, number two, last episode of Beach House, and then number three was... Finale. Huh? The finale. Finale. And then, did we put, have we decided on, and then we have the last two that we. 2-8 as number four. 2-8. 2-8 is number four. And number five. But now, I know we just said it shouldn't be Beach House, but I'm leaning towards 2-7. Because 2 7 is like, so like, Yuki has his confrontation with Akito. Yeah. Um. We find out Satsuki is pregnant. Um, Toru talks to Kyo about his parents. Um, yeah. Hatsuri and Shigure have a really interesting conversation where Shigure's like, don't fuck shit up. And Shigure's like, shit's already fucked. Um. <laughs> That's like, it's like all of their conversations. And yeah. he's like, stop causing problems. And he's like, oh, the problems have been here. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then Shigure um, antagonizes Akito outside of their room for reasons we can't discuss. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they have that tense conversation with the three of them in the room. And and then Yuki mm. finally tells Toru that, like, a bunch of flowery shit, but basically that he loves her. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Oh, it was a good episode. 
I, I am getting emotional just thinking about that. So, yeah. So, yeah, five. Yeah. Oh, my God. This, this season was good. It was a really strong season. Other standout episodes. So, yeah, we have the school field trip. We have parent-teacher conferences. We have Rin Backstory Ep. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards Rin Backstory Ep. For six. It was... It was, a, like, a really beautiful episode. Yeah. I really liked how it was, like, directed. I don't know how, like... You're the one who knows things about that, but... It was cool looking. No, it was like very beautiful and I like the way it was directed too. And I also like the way the episode was structured. Yeah. Um, and also I think Rin's voice actor is like one of the best in the, like one, one of the best in the cast. Yeah. Or, I mean, they're all really good. She's like one of the standouts for me. Yeah. What a star-studded cast. We say this. Yeah. Can we get to an episode of So Ma So Good without gushing about how good the voice acting is? Like, this really, like, like, it's what makes this, aside from just, like, the joy of, like, finally seeing this story brought to life in full, it's, like, the art direction is kind of inconsistent in quality. Like, sometimes I'm, like, this slapped my ass, and sometimes I'm, like, this did not slap my ass. But (laughs) the voice acting, like, always just slaps ass. Yeah, no, they are, like, honestly, the voice actors carry the show on their backs. They're so fucking good. All of them are so good. Yeah, I would go, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll go with you on Rin for six. Okay. And then I'm probably. I know, I'm torn between parent-teacher conference and, and the school trip. Parent-teacher conference, school trip. And then also we have to contend with. Er. Parent-teacher conference or school trip? Yeah. I'd say, like, the next three that we need to figure out the order of is, like, parent-teacher conference, school trip, and Kyo and Akito. Right. Mm, yeah. Right, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> school trip was really wholesome and made me, like, extremely happy to watch. And it was, like, it really, I think, like, is part of, like, what gives Fruits Basket so much dimension is also seeing what their good days look like and seeing them, like, go through all of this, like, hardship and struggle, but then, like, come out the other end and be, like... And not even, like, come out the other end at the end of the story, like, oh, they struggled and then they learned this and now they're good, but just, like, they're struggling and they're learning. And, you know, even if you're not all the way having your shit all sorted out, you can still have good days, like, on your journey through this, and you can still have, like, days you spend with your friends and like, can, like, relish in that moment, you know? Like, you can still create fond memories even if you're not, like, fully there, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. We were, like, talking about this the other day, like, not recording, but that, like, like, for me, like, I watch a lot of depressing fucking TV, and, like, when you're watching something, like, for instance, Evangelion, it's pretty much just, like, constant depression. Like, it's, there's really no break from it. Um... And with Fruits Basket, it's, yeah, it's just, like, it's a lot more, like, close to life of, like, what it is to live with, you know, being weighed down by something like that, where it's not, like, what you're thinking about 100% of the time. Sometimes you're just hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Um, You know, life goes on. You still have a life. It's really humanizing. I think it makes, it makes the characters seem so much more alive. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll give that. I'll I'd say we we put that up above parent teacher conference and uh, Aki Tokyo torment zone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll go two seventeen for seven, and then uh, and then parent teacher conference or are we parent teacher conference we... or Kyo Akito torture zone? Parent teacher conference is good because it's like a turning point for yuki right he goes Mm -hmm. and it's this like we get to see him like have this like he's made a lot of progress but now he really feels like he's regressing and he's freaking out he's like oh god like i thought i was past this but i'm fucking not and my mom is the worst uh but then like he still gets through it and like ayami rocks up and like it's a good you know definitely like a big moment for them and like yuki realizing that he has people who will show up for him now even if they didn't show up for him before and then also he's like has a weird little moment with toru and you know they're an emotional heart of the show where he's like you know like i have people who care about me now mm-hmm. and i can stick this out so like that was good and also yeah. the anxiety attack i remember like i that was very visceral i can still like yeah if i think about that scene like that like hits yeah. um yeah, no, with the forced perspective when he's like, really, he's like, say something, say something. No, it's very, yeah, um, that was well done. I also like this episode for Toru in that, like, it's kind of the opposite of with Yuki, where it's kind of one of the first moments where we actually see her actively decide to, like, repress something. Yeah, true. She, yeah. True, true, true. And then on the other hand, we have Kyo Akito Torment Zone, where uh-huh. we get, like, it's it's one of the only Kyo centric episodes of the season, um, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a good look into like, damn, this guy has a history of suicidal ideation that can be uh, brought back up, and it is like a good moment of like we we re- we learn about like the locked up thing earlier, um, but. This is the first thing I think where we see him have to like grapple with that in real time um, and watch him under that kind of pressure. I don't know. It's also good because like we get like a good revelation. Like, I mean, it's like Kyo's biggest revelation where he finally admits that he's in love with Taru. Yeah. I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards the parent teacher conference one yeah. though, just because like we have all three of them. Because we also in this episode kind of not like as explicitly. But Kyo does have to think about, like, his future. Yeah. And if he can even think about it. And Kazuma reassuring him that he can. Kazuma. King. King. Yeah. I say we go parent-teacher conference and then torture room. (laughs) All right. We're trucking. We are. All right, number 10. Hmm. <laughs> How I have to look are at this we... list. Yeah. What's standing out to me? The girls are fighting was pretty great. Yeah, the girls are fighting. Um, um I liked episode 3. That was the first episode of the season where I was like, "Oh, this is getting good." Um um, oh yeah when he goes to ima shop i don't know yeah. if i put them uh, put that as my number 10 no i guess not it was pretty it was fun um, i feel like there are stronger episodes yeah definitely lean towards the girls are fighting 
Um, I like um, 220, which is um, Yuki and Kakeru talk about their parents and we find out Kakeru's backstory. And then um, we get the Cinderella casting and Yuki has a panic attack in the storage closet. That was a good one. But then also 222. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also like, you know, actually I'm leaning more towards 222 than 220. Soccer balls. Because it's the soccer balls, right? It's when Yuki and Kakiru have that really like beautiful conversation. Yeah. I I might I think I'm leaning more girls are fighting than soccer mm. balls, but Yeah. No, you're right, you're right. You have points. Yeah. But soccer balls is pretty is pretty choice. Yeah. So, I, so we're deciding between 219 and 222. I, yeah, I think so. I can't think of anything else that really is, like... Like, jumps out. Jumps out, yeah. Uh, what the fuck happened in 4? It's so long. Oh. I love episode 4. Wait. Like, so in me... so in episode four, it's when Rin breaks up with Haru, and Haru goes black in the classroom, and they have a fight. Um, and then Yuki goes back to the Soma estate for the first yeah. time. Yeah, which that is was... a really I fucking love that episode. Yeah. Ooh. Let me see. I'd say it's between that and Girls Are Fighting. Let me look at Girls yeah. Are Fighting again. <laughs> oh, it's so hard because I feel like two nineteen is like visually like very beautiful. Um, yeah. like, it's some of my favorite art in the show of, like, you know, Toru and Rin, um, like, sitting on the stairs together. Um, but one of my favorite moments in the season is, ah, oh, that I forgot about, um, is Yuki going back to the estate for the first time. Yeah. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> I'm kind of leaning towards 2-4. <laughs> I know it's so I hard. It's so hard so with much. these two. Um, They're both so good. I guess it's so freaking uh, hard. These two are really good episodes. Like, girls are fighting is one of my favorite like Toru moments because it's yeah. like you get feisty Toru, which is like so rewarding. It's like yeah, Toru, hold your ground. Um, but then seeing Yuki like want to like he's finally like you know what like haru has been my bro and he's been there for me during really shitty times and like i'm gonna go make sure he's okay and stomach going back to the fucking soma estate was so like good and then they're just like hanging in haru's little bedroom which was like a like a really good bedroom design um Mm -hmm. and it's just like this like really cute little moment that i feel like is like a very like realistic kind of like hard thing that someone would have to do like Mm -hmm. take all of the weird magic and stuff out of that like knowing someone that you really care about and stomaching going like and putting yourself back in a toxic environment to go check on them is like a really big step that like a lot of people have to make in real life so like i guess i'm leaning two four oh so hard okay (laughs) two four for ten and then two nineteen for eleven for sure yes talked myself into that i guess (laughs) I watch 2-4 a lot. Yeah. Ooh. I think okay. one thing that 2-4 has that 2-19 doesn't is humor. Yeah. And we do we do love some of that balance. 
Yeah. Like, we obviously, because considering the episode we ranked as number one, we totally <laughs> love, we are a glutton for punishment. But, yeah. like, I do love the humor in Fruits Basket. I think it's a really, like, it's well done. It works mm-hmm. really well with the story. It adds a lot. I've already talked a lot about why I like this. I'm not going to d- yeah. give this speech for the 80th time and the second time <laughs> in this episode alone. It's just um, good. And it, it's and, just good. But it is, like, easy to forget, like, how good the humor is in Fruits Basket, like, how good a comedic writer Takaya is because Fruits Basket does get so heavy and because this season in particular was so heavy. Yeah. Um, but... All right. What's Twelve. Next? All right, what were we talking about for other contenders? Let's see. We have... Oh, we um, had soccer balls. We have soccer balls. Um... We have, um, Closet Panic Attack. Right. We have, um, Ayami Shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hmm. also really like 213, which is, like, the first episode with the student council. Yeah. Where then then Yuki and Kakuru have oh, a fight. Oh, I do like Yuki and Kakuru fight. And yeah. I thought that was, like... I like that as an intro to Kakuru. I think that's a good episode for Kakuru. Like, obviously, we like Kakuru. It's not a yeah. secret. Um, <laughs> but I think it's fun, because he does act... I like it when characters kind of act like a jerk. Um, yeah, no, me too. <laughs> like, I like it. It's realistic. Sometimes people are kind of shitty, even if they're good people. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was a good way, and it was, like, a good sort of, like... You know, who doesn't love a unlikely personalities to friends bit you know uh Mm -hmm. that was good and i liked their little squat and picking up the plants and kakadu being like i am a fucking idiot i'm sorry yeah no it was Uh, a good episode because it also had like it had them fighting and i like it kind of like gets down to like yuki like the a lot of the roots of like yuki's deal with kyo yeah yeah and a lot of, like, how, like, kind of, like, really facing, like, Yuki really facing his social anxiety and having to actually overcome it in a situation where he is, like, very anxious and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's weird hang-ups about his masculinity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, it's like, not to talk about how Yuki's gay, but, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what else is this podcast for? Um, <laughs> like, he really is, like, so uncomfortable with being, like, kind of effeminate. Like, it's, like, I think it's a lot of why Ayami's deal is, like, stress. It's, like, he has a hard time being around Ayami because Ayami is extremely flamboyant and unapologetic about it. And Yuki is, like, I'm not like that. Um, mm-hmm. But Yuki also, like, doesn't have any guy friends except for Haru and is... Like, technically, weirdly good at sports, but, like... But, like, supernaturally. But, like, supernaturally. (laughs) He's, like... And everyone is always, like, Hey, Yuki, you're so pretty. Can you wear a dress? And he's, like, I want to die. I hate this for me. So I think it's... Which is just, like... He's gay. Um, He's gay. He's gay and very insecure about it. Um, Yeah. So that's a that's a fun Yuki is gay episode because obviously there's Kakadu there and he's 
coping he's got this like mixture of like jealousy of kakaru's like easy masculinity and boyishness and also like he's hot for kakaru but like yeah it's like no and it is it is that weird thing of like when you're like kind of figuring out that you're gay that you can't you can't decide if you're like jealous of someone if you're attracted to them yep that's a very like yuki yuki's feelings about kakaru especially initially yeah and then it's also all tied up in his kyo baggage yeah which it's but it's the same thing right or he's like oh i like aspire to be like this um but it's like also tied in with the masculinity thing and yeah 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 that was a good episode what are we what is it up against again 213 and then the other ones we were thinking about were it's a uh, lot of like yuki kakaru centric episodes yeah it is it's three it's three yuki kakaru episodes i feel like that's a i feel like if we're fighting out yuki kakaru episodes like the other ones are really good and they kind of are like a look at like what yuki and kakaru's relationship is like now that they're like friends and obviously they're like a really good friendship for each other but i think i would go with like their episode where they become friends over yeah 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 agree all right 213 is number 12 who see so now we have yeah we have both episode like 20 and 22 Mm -hmm. um we have ayami shop we have beach house one um still yeah uh which is a good episode you know it's got toru having issues it's got yuki touching toru's hair um which was (laughs) cute i guess is that ore sama what episode is oh no it's two eight um i might and then i do i do like i do like ayami shop I feel like it's a really yeah. good episode for brothers, and I love Yuki and Ayami, and I love their dynamic, and it was fun. It had, like, it was, A, this big moment, because Yuki, like, does this willingly, um, mm-hmm. and, because it's like, this is like, okay, we're starting to figure out what this season is about, and this season is, you know, Fruits Basket has 8 million characters, but this season, I think, is primarily about Yuki, and mm-hmm. so... Yuki, da, 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 da. Yuki is like, okay, we're getting out of the comfort zone. We're joining student council. I'm talking to my brother. Uh, and talking to his brother is a big thing. And he goes, and it's weird and uncomfortable, but also, like, I think good for him. And I think it helps him understand his brother a lot better in a way he's never been able to before. Like, he learns about, like, he's like, my brother makes weird dresses for men, and that's weird. And then Ayami's like, oh, I like to do this because, like, I get to help people and make people feel good about themselves. And Yuki's like, oh, I also like feeling helpful, <laughs> which I think is a really good moment for him. Um, yeah. And yeah. And that this is also a good episode that, like, kind of like you said, like, it kind of encapsulates the the overall theme of the season, which I would say is change. Yeah. Um. This was a good episode. And uh, it was also funny. Also, it has some, f- some fun... It, yeah, and it was yeah. funny. 
Uh, it did not have the panning up a million times. Oh my god, no, my favorite joke. <laughs> it cut Sophie's favorite joke, but it did have Yuki and Yuki hitting on Toru and her being like, uh, dude. And then Ayami, like, calling Shigure on the phone and being like, Shigure, you're never gonna believe this. Um... Um, so. And also, this episode had one of my favorite cold opens of the season, which was the dream. Mm. Um, it's just, I believe the cold open is just his mother saying, like, so what if you are a tool to me? And then he wakes Ugh. up. Brutal. And then and then he goes to the bathroom and he's like, this fucking sucks. And then IMA <laughs> rips the door open and he's like, oh, no, actually, this is, this is even worse. <laughs> yeah. Let's give that next. So we'll settle on two, three. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Ooh, we're getting down here. I know. What's left? We have... We still have to sort... The... Storage closet and soccer balls. Storage... I, I like soccer balls more than storage closet, because I feel like storage closet was, like, really impactful in the manga, but not as impactful in the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, me I too. Just... I like... I think the, the conversation in the beginning of, the, of 22 is, like, amazing. Yeah. Um. And also, it had Kioru flirting with the script. <gasps> right. <laughs> oh my god. And They're the so Yuki cute. and Kyo fight. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-two beats twenty. Though I do like twenty. Twenty also isn't just like. Uh, twenty has yeah. Looking at it, it's like Yuki getting the cell phone from his mom. I really liked that, and that it was like Yuki being like, okay, like. My relationship with my mom is never going to be normal, but, like, I can just deal with it as it is. Yeah. Which I thought was really good. And, like, a really, mm-hmm. like, nuanced, sort of realistic take on having weird, shitty relationships with your parents, but still having to deal with them and not being able to just, like, completely cut them out of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, we do also get Kakiru backstory in that episode. Yeah. Um, and we get the Cinderella casting, which is a scene that I really like. It's really funny. Um, I think it's a good, like, Kiyoru scene. And, yeah, the whole scene is very funny. Ugh. Hmm. So, what are you thinking about other than 20 for 15? Um, what's left? We have fucking Kagura Kyo breakup, which was honestly a pretty good episode. Like, I don't know. But it's, like, it's weird in that it's, like, a good episode and it's, like, well done, but it's also, like, about... Something I don't care about that much. Yeah, I, that's my issue with that episode, too, is that I just don't really care. And it yeah, doesn't really like, have an impact on, like, Kyo that much. Yeah. It's, like, good for him, and he's like, thank you. It, it, it like, it shows how much Kyo's matured a lot. Yeah. Not that, like, that, like, that episode I don't think changes that much for him, but it does show how much he has already changed. Yeah, um, agree. Because Kagura is like, rocks up, and she's like, we're going on a date, and Kyo's like, okay. And she's like, you're not screaming? <laughs> but I don't know if I would, yeah. like, put that up against 20. I still think 20 beats that pretty easily. Yeah. I I always kind of knew that 11 was going to rank kind of low, for me, at least. Yeah. Um, I can't see anything that would beat out 20. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. I mean, I do really like, I like 224 a lot, but I don't think it beats out 20. Yeah. It's just like, 
like Machi episode's good, but it's very standalone, and it's like, and since it's we don't, there's there's like, it's like a good intro episode to Machi. It's good. It's solid. It does its job. I like Machi, but it's mm-hmm. not like, bah. Yeah, no, it's nothing groundbreaking. Yeah. So, 20 for 15? Yeah. Alright. Alright. Okay. We have five left. So we have Machi episodes, Cinderella-ish, uh, 14, which is, like, a bunch of weird things. Yeah, it's about, it's, like, Yuki, like... So, like, Yuki, like, like, talks to Kagura, so this is after they've broken up. I I, I say broken up. They were never dating. But, like, yeah. Um, But, so, that's, like, good realizations for Yuki. Not realizations, exactly, but, like, realizing that he's uncomfortable with not knowing what it is he's feeling for Toru. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he chases Rin down, and then Rin and Haru make out, um... Yuki finds out that Haru is the one who asked Shigure if he could take him out of the estate. Um, and then that's when, like, Haru was like, you should, like, you can and should prioritize yourself. And I think what you're doing this year is really good. And Yuki starts crying. And then yeah. Kyo. And then it's a good Toru episode, too, where she kind of is starting to really freak out uh about because she had like kind of just learned about the isolation and so she's like kind of really starting to freak out about it yeah that one's i really like 214 yeah 214 good uh and we oh we still have beach house one yeah I don't know. I feel like six was kind of forgettable i don't really remember what happens yeah. in it I'm, I'm looking at the description now and i still don't really like recall got five left i might go 214 mm-hmm. and then machi mm-hmm. and then uh beach house i guess or maybe yeah. i don't know does kyo kagura break out break up i liked beach house one i remember enjoying it. i remember yeah. being excited for it because it was beach house because it was beach house oh it does have the cute kyoru swimming that was really cute. Oh, yeah, it does. That's what happens in that episode. <laughs> uh, that was sweet. And everyone, like, can tell Kyo will basically do whatever for Toru. And he, like, leaps. Te- he does, like, a 10-foot vertical leap onto the rock. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Should we do? So I'd say I rank that above Kyo Kagura, for sure. Yeah. So, like, 214 and then Beach House 1. Which is six. Well, did we want to do 214 oh. over 224? I'm sorry, 26 over 224? Machi or Beach House 1? Hmm. Because the Machi episode was also the banquet episode, remember? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Banquet was something. I, I guess yeah. I'll give Banquet. I'll go... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So two, so 214, 224, 26, and then we only have two left. And I personally think the Kagura episode was better than Cinderella-ish. Yeah, so do I. Okay. Did we do it? Yeah, we did it. Wow. How long have we been fucking recording? Oh my god. Uh, an hour. That makes sense. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be the bulk of the episode, right? Um, yeah. 
we'll post right. this. <laughs> Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing our thoughts on trying to rank all the episodes. I hope that was comprehensible to any of you. Um, I hope that was entertaining at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a weird little postmortem, but, you know, I guess we'll finish off with some thoughts on the season as a whole, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought slapped. Yeah, I was very happy with this season. I thought it was a very solid season overall, and most yeah. of the things that I was, like, excited to get adapted for were adapted really well. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was Yuki-centric, and we're both absolute yeah. Yuki lovers of Yuki Soma. Um, we love that gay little rat. I thought it was, like, very thematically consistent, and it built on itself really well, and, you know, it's, like, all about, yeah, the change and the curse-breaking, and, like, the curse-breaking as a metaphor for, like, recovering from trauma um and we mostly see this as a vehicle as like we mostly see this through yuki's eyes because you know he's kind of the one just like going through it the most right then but mm -hmm. uh it's good i think it also does a good really good job setting up toru for the next season where season one she's like pretty much just like woo i'm an angel and i come and i say nice things and people love me uh and here we slowly start to see her falter in ways and mm -hmm. we start to see cracks in her really cheery sort of persona we get a closer look at like what's sitting under the surface and how much she's repressing herself but we don't see exactly what she's repressing yet like aside from like we know some basic stuff like her mom just died and we know she's worried about losing the somas after high school ends but aside from that we don't really know what's happening exactly what she's refusing to acknowledge yeah but i think it does a really good job and then like ending it on this moment with Kareno and her having this like crushing realization that even though Kareno's curse is broken he's still tied to akito is I think like a good way to be like a breaking point for Toru and have to see her like really start to confront what she's refusing to confront all of the past two seasons. So I think it does a really good job setting us up for the next season. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this season was definitely, it was a very different experience than watching season one because, because I, well, one, like, they shuffled the order around, and I actually, like, everything that they changed, I totally agree with, and I think that they were all really good choices of how to reorder the chapters for a TV show. Um, because the manga, like, is a lot more, like, random. Like, it definitely, like, works in the form that it's in, but for a TV show, the order was great. Um, but it was a very different experience from season one because we both watched the original anime and that is what they had adapted. And so we really, like, knew exactly what we were getting. Um, and also, like, it's not nearly as heavy, um, season one. So, like, that was, like, one thing that was very different was just how heavy season two is. And I also think that Yuki's backstory is the heaviest. Like, it is the darkest part of Fruits Basket. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of, like, gotten past the darkest parts um like obviously there's still darkness in the third act because it's fruits basket um <laughs> but it's just not as i don't know yeah we might watch season three and be like what the fuck were we saying i forgot all yeah. this insane shit happened but like <laughs> it's just i feel like the third act not to i'm not gonna spoil anything but the yeah. third act is just like a lot of stuff happens 
And yeah. they also start tying in even more characters. Like, we learn more about Akito, for instance, which we don't know a lot about Akito yet. Yeah. Um, and so just a lot of, like, bananas stuff happens in the third act. Whereas, like, yeah. season two, it's not that, like, the things that happen are really that insane. They're just, like, really, really depressing. Yeah. True. It's a lot of True. backstories. I think that's why. It's a lot of backstory. It's a lot of Yuki. It's a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's good, and it's, like, it's, season two is probably gonna be my favorite, I, I, I'm guessing, it's, like, my favorite mm-hmm. chunk of the manga. Uh, yeah, me too. So, and no, I, yeah, really, my, my favorite, like, part of the, of the mega is Beach House and the student council arc, that's what I always called it, the student yeah. council arc, um, which was this. It's interesting. Like, I, like, I remember as, like, a kid, I did not give a fuck about student council because I had, like, Kyo tunnel vision, and I was like, where's Kyo? I don't give a fuck about <laughs> these people. But, like, when I reread as an adult, I was like, oh, this slaps, though. Yeah. No, but. I was the same way. I was I was very, like, obsessed with Kyo, um, and I really didn't like Yuki. I thought he was boring, um, but it's because I was too young to understand what was going on in his character arc. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was like, where's Kyo? I don't like I couldn't even remember Kakeru's name. I was like, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see. I have missed Kyo. We haven't seen yes. that much. We s- He was around for Beach House. He was around for his breakup with Kagura. Haven't seen much of him since. Yeah. But... He had one line in the finale and it was a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kyo. I do love my cat boy. My one true cat boy. But we will get him back in season three. We will. Yeah, season three is a big big Kyo moment but yeah it was a good season of television I had a great mm-hmm. time and yeah yeah we had some episodes that we didn't like and some of it was like just like issues with how it was adapted but I mean a lot of the issues like a lot of my least favorite episodes were just because of stuff that was already in the manga that it was just yeah. like well I don't like the writing of this part of the story. I don't agree with the decisions made with these characters, like, at all. But it's not like they could just be like, what if we uh, got rid of this whole Mayuko and Hattori subplot and also um, wrote out the whole Uo and Kurano thing because they used Uo and Kurano as a shitty vehicle for a lot of shit that they should have found a better vehicle for. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that will be fun to talk about. Yeah. In season three. <laughs> well, yeah. But I can't yeah. I can't think of anything else to say. Me neither. Um we have one more episode planned for um season two that will come out after this one. Um that we're still planning. Um but that will come out and then I guess we have to talk about schedule, but we will be jumping into season one at some point this fall. Yeah. And then eventually season three will come out. And then we'll do that. Yeah. And maybe there won't be a pandemic then. Maybe. Oh my god. Maybe. Wild. <laughs> cool. Um, right. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Um, if you want to talk to us, shoot us a message. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>